listeners, welcome to Solid Saturdays, where we take a moment just to have a casual conversation that flows from the heart of God. Listen, this conversation will inspire you and you will receive prayer that will empower you to have a solid weekend and an even better week. Now get ready because we're about to dive in. Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? Listen, I know it's not Saturday, but I do know that this has been a very tough week for all of us. It's been a tough week for me, too. So I just wanted to come on and just talk about a few thoughts that I had during this time. And, you know, when I talk about something and share it with y'all on this platform, I believe that it will be beneficial to those that are listening. So if you haven't already, please share this podcast because I think that this is something that the world needs to hear. So I was just thinking about everything that was happening. And I got to be honest that when I first heard of the school shooting in Texas, I was numb. And it wasn't because that this shooting or what happened did not affect me, but it was because I'm tired, y'all. I'm 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 so tired and I know that I'm not the only one that feels this way. Looking at things like this happening over and over again, especially when it's affecting young children, that can be so draining on a person. So, I was tired. I'm tired of hearing about it. I'm tired of seeing innocent people that are living their everyday lives being taken away from this earth because of hate. I'm tired of it. I had a mixture of emotions. I felt helpless. I felt frustrated. And for a moment, I felt fearful for my own child, for my son. But listen, this is something that took me out of that fearful feeling because fear is real. And although we know that fear is not of God, I think the act of denying fear because you know it's not of God, it can cause you to dig deeper into that feeling of fear. So fear is worth acknowledging because when you acknowledge it, then you can address it. Then you can put God's word against whatever you're feeling in your body that would make you act contrary to what God told us we were in his word. So although I felt fear for a moment, I refused to act in fear because God didn't give us a spirit of fear. So despite what I may have been feeling at that time, I refused to act in fear and I refused for my son to act in fear because, you know, our children only imitate what they see us do. Y'all may be looking at me or looking at the radio because you can't see me looking at the radio crazy. It's like, oh, my child acting up. I know they ain't imitating what I do. Mm, I probably should leave my comment to myself, but more than likely they are imitating what they see. It's not what you want them to see, but their eyes are always on you at all times. So they're imitating what they see. Where else are they going to learn it from? I mean, they spend most of their time with us, right? Okay, that's a hard word, but y'all just take it. Put the shoe on if it fits. So I wasn't going to operate in fear because I know when they're under our care, it's easier for them to operate however they see us operate. So while many students stayed home the following day, and if your child stayed home the following day, then no condemnation to you. But my child went to school and it was mainly to show the devil that I'm not afraid. I'm not scared. Yet it still bothered me that I had to face the reality of the condition of the world today, what we're facing in the world today and the type of world that we are living in today. So I knew that I had to have a discussion with my son on what to do if, God forbid, 
a shooting should happen at his school. I had to teach him what to do to survive. And that bothers me. But listen, at the end of the day, our lives are in God's hands. And the Bible says that the one who lives under the protection of the Most High dwells in the shadow of the Almighty. Listen, y'all, just reading that, it gives me so much confidence because it solidifies where we're standing. And where we're standing, we're safe, regardless of what's going on in the world. And then it says, I will say concerning the Lord, who is my refuge and my fortress, my God, whom I trust. So that means that, yes, all these things are happening, but my trust is in God because I'm standing where he wants me to stand. And because I'm standing where he wants me to stand, I know I'm safe. There's a song that says that the safest place in the whole wide world is in the will of God. Listen, understand the purpose of your obedience. The purpose of your obedience is to bring forth not only change in people's lives, but also your own safety, your own protection. And then God also assures us in Isaiah, he says, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be afraid for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will hold you with my righteous hand. Listen to me, people of God. We are in God's hands. Therefore, we are safe. Yes, all these things, they affect our flesh when they hit us. They hurt. They cause us to be fearful. They cause us to worry. They cause us to be angry. But at the end of the day, after you get through processing all your emotions, know that you are safe in God. The Bible says he said that I am withholding you with my righteous hand. Listen. And then there's another scripture in the Bible, the New Testament. I believe Jesus was speaking. He says that we are in our father's hands and that nothing can pluck us out. Rest in your security in God and then operate from that place. I also have to say this. That my heart really, really hurts for the families who were affected by this crime. And I became even more agitated the next morning when I began to receive news alerts that school police have increased their presence on the school campuses in response to the shooting. Now, you would think that I would be happy to hear that, but I got agitated because I thought to myself, I'm like, okay, you're always reacting. When something happens, you react to that. You're so reactive. And I didn't want them to be reactive. I wanted them to be preventive. But I had to also face the reality that these people that are reacting, they are in the position where their job is to react because they are first responders. So when something happens, they respond. Now, if we want things to be preventative, then I believe y'all could come for me if y'all want, but I believe that rests in the kingdom of God. Because in order to be preventative of something, that means that you have to have insight of something coming. And the only person that knows all things, the past, present, and future things to come is God. So only those that have a connection with God, they can get that insider information and know that something is coming. Therefore, you can prepare and pray to prevent. You wonder why the enemy attacks you in your prayer life (laughs) because a lot of times when God gives you insight or a burden to pray off or pray through it's to prevent some things from happening you have the power to do that can I say that again you have the power to do that so I can't get mad at people for just doing their job by just responding however I've also read in the Bible and seen how God 
positioned his people, his servants, those people who he gave insight to, those people who he positioned in governmental places. So my thought was, we need to get more godly people in governmental platforms. Or the other side of that was, I thought, do we already have godly men and women who are assigned to government and are in government, but they are shrinking at the opportunity to represent Christ, to be God's mouthpiece? I want to say this. Now is not the time to shrink. Listen, I say that with everything in me. Now is not the time to doubt yourself. Listen, get the focus off yourself because it ain't even about you. Can I say that? It ain't even about you because we like to doubt ourselves, but it's not about you. When you doubt yourself in the position that God has placed you in, we shout and we dance over raises and places, strategic places that we now have a voice in where the kingdom of God is being represented. But we fail to honor that place. Like you forget the purpose of that place and you rejoice in being in that place and God opening up that door for you. But then you don't move in your full potential, your full purpose in that place because you doubt yourself, not realizing that it ain't even got nothing to do with you. If God gave you that place, then it's all about God and what he has for you. So when you doubt yourself in that place, you really doubt God. I know that's tough, but it's the truth. We got to change our perspective. We think it's all about us and it ain't even got anything to do with us. I'm telling y'all. We can't shrink during this time. God didn't give us that spirit. You want to talk about fear? God did not give you the spirit of fear, but he gave you power, love, and a sound mind. I want you to think of those three things that he has given you. The Bible says he has given you. When you walk in those places, every area of your life, you say, I got power. I'm going to walk in love and I got a sound mind. Forget what's happening around you. Focus on the, okay, don't forget what's happening around you. Let me change that. Let your greater focus be on the purpose where God has you and then move in that because here's the reason why. People are dying and you must understand that you are positioned where you are to be used by God to save lives. Whenever God positions us, puts purpose on the inside of us, it's to save lives. If God sent his only son to die for our sins, aka to save lives, what makes you think that your purpose, the end result, would be anything different? We have the King of Kings, the Prince of Peace, the Lord of Lords that came here with the assignment to save lives. And if he's the highest ranking, then what makes you think that your assignment is any higher to save lives? You, you want to make it seem this deep thing? Stop it. All of our assignments is attached to one result, and that is to save lives. It talks about it all through the Bible, talking about being a soul winner. Lives are important to God. Let me not get emotional realize that where you are is attached to one thing and that's to save lives and if God has given you the insight about something that hasn't yet been revealed to the natural eye then it's your responsibility to speak up I mean listen follow God's leading because timing is everything but don't second guess the place that he has strategically placed you in don't neglect your purpose in this God 
now moment. We can't shout over words that say that my time is now and all these other things. But when you walk in your now, you shrink. Listen, the enemy would want to deceive you to try to make you despise the place that you're in. That's another tactic that he does. Because when you despise the place that you're in, then you won't live or operate in your full godly potential and purpose. So I say to you today, if your mountain of influence is government, then stand on it. Come on, y'all. If your mountain of influence is media, then speak up. If your mountain of influence is education, then arise. We can't get mad at people not being proactive about a particular situation when their job is simply to respond, especially when they don't have a connection with God. God has given us the responsibility to be proactive because he has given us access to what my pastor likes to call insider information, a.k.a. the greater one living on the inside of us. Another name for him is Holy Spirit. We read stories in the Bible. The greats we read about, their purpose wasn't only shown in church, y'all. They operated in the place that God positioned them because their greater purpose, the purpose that is attached to the world revival, was there, not in church. I mean, look at it. Moses, Joseph, Daniel, Esther, their godly purpose was in the government. And God used them there to save lives, to save nations. Come on, y'all. Now, listen, because I just listen, okay? I'm not saying don't go to church. That is absolutely not what I'm saying, okay? Church is necessary. I'm just saying don't confuse the purpose of going to church with your purpose in this world. Don't neglect your purpose in this world to only be in church because you're missing the whole point. The purpose of going to church is so that we can be refueled, we can be recharged, so that we can be prepared and strengthened to go out into the hedges and the highways and compel men and women to come to Christ. How can they see the light in us when we're always in a lit place? Christ gave us all an assignment. Whether your name is pastor or not, he gave us a global assignment. And the global assignment is this, y'all. To go, therefore, and make disciples to all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to operate or observe everything that I have commanded you. And remember, I am with you always to the end of the age. Listen, I love God because not only did he give us an assignment, but he also gave us assurance. There is no reason that we should fear. When we operate in our God-given purpose and potential, it will give us insight so that we can be proactive, so that we can be effective in operating in our purpose because we're not fearful. He gave us assurance with that assignment. He says, I'm with you always. So when you start to think that it's about you or about somebody else, listen, God is with you. Jesus is with you on the inside of you. It's about him and his kingdom purpose on your life. So let's get serious about our global assignment, y'all. Let's pray, y'all. Father, thank you for this moment that we have with you. Thank you for nudging and pushing us to this moment, Father. Right now, Father, I just want to lift up all the families that are affected by this tragedy that has happened at this school in Texas and also the church and also the grocery store, Father. I pray that you would strengthen those families now and give them peace in the name of Jesus. And I pray, God, that your men and women of God will rise up from where they're at, Father, 
Father, and start to move and operate in the purpose and calling and the assignment that you have given us all. Father, I pray right now for everyone under the sound of my voice that you would strengthen them, that you would uplift their spirits, that you would heal their hearts, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, there is so much hate and division that is happening and going on in this world. But Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I pray that your church will rise up, Father, and that we will operate in love, Father, that you would unite our hearts in love in the name of Jesus so that we can make a change in this world and bring forth true revival, Father. Father, I pray right now that you would make us the example, Father, so that we can blaze the trail, Father, for others to follow, Father, as we follow you, God, in the name of Jesus. So, Father, right now, I plead the blood of Jesus over the lives of your men and women right now as they make a decision to walk boldly and confidently in the place that you have placed them on top of their mountain of influence and start to shift and shake things father I pray right now in the name of Jesus that your power will arise now in Jesus name and I pray God that as your power arises I thank you that they will be protected their families will be protected I plead the blood of Jesus over them right now and I pray that as they arise father I thank you that is trickling down to their seed where their children will arise their grandchildren will arise the legacy is being built father and I pray that even as we begin to do that I thank you for the revival I thank you for evangelism and discipleship increasing all over this land father in the name of Jesus Lord so that your global assignment that you have given to us will take root in our hearts that we will move when you speak God and that we will walk in full obedience in the name of Jesus. I pray that you will uproot the spirit of fear right now in Jesus name. Uproot the spirit of pride right now in Jesus name Father. And may you move like never before in our hearts, in this church God, in our bodies, in Jesus name. Father right now I pray that you will forgive us of missed opportunities that we had God of representing you in our mountain of influence. Father forgive us and I pray that you will restore us. Give us more opportunities. God I thank you even now for the open doors that you have set before us to walk through that even now many are crossing over thresholds as their minds are being awakened their hearts are being awakened their spirits are being awakened of the true purpose of the church and the true purpose of where you have them at right now I thank you that the enemy is defeated and I thank you right now that your people of God will rise up as mighty warriors God representing you like never before God in the name of Jesus father we yield ourselves to you God and we yield ourselves to your will. So Father, we lift our hands and we say, have your way. And it's in the mighty and matchless name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. I just wanted to come on real quick and share that with you all. Just be really real with you and just know y'all that you are not alone. So I pray that you were able to receive this message of inspiration and this prayer. And because we serve such a loyal, faithful, and loving God, I have full confidence that you did. And because of that, I have no doubt that you will surely, well, you will surely have a solid Friday and a solid Saturday. And let's just say a solid week. I love y'all and I will see you guys next time.